What's going on, everybody? This be your boy DJ Anonymous with Sports Biz Music, the podcast episode 28. And I got a special guest from Miami, Florida, Marv Pax. It's Pax. <laughs> it's Pax or Pax? Pax. Pax, Marv Pax. Yeah, like chicken Pax. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you, man? I'm good, man. Just living. So I know you, um, you know, would you consider yourself up and coming or? Yeah, yeah, definitely up and coming for sure. I ain't, I ain't nowhere yet. You feel me? <laughs> but I know you got like a, you know, you got a little like Coke fan, you know, following you and stuff like that. You got yeah, a few yeah, projects yeah. out. But you know, tell the people that don't know about you, you know, a little brief history about you. Uh, about yourself. My name Mar Fox. Um, I'm from Miami, Florida, Carroll City, to be precise. Okay. Um, I'm 24. I got two kids. I'm married. You feel me? Uh, you know, I rap. Or at least I try to. You know. Um, I try to, man. I try to. <laughs> I tried to, um, I started rapping like like I was um, saying before, five five years ago, about five mm-hmm. years ago. Um, when I first started, I was I was trash. I ain't gonna lie to you, I was trash. Cause I was rapping mm-hmm. about like nonsense, you feel me? I was, yeah. I was just rapping about like clothes, like shit I didn't have. You know? Yeah. I, I, was rap- I wasn't telling the truth, so mm-hmm. it was it was, it was was nonsense. Um, yeah. But I got serious like, I'll say two, two years ago, I'll say mm-hmm. I got serious. Um, when I started rapping about like real life things that was happening to me, my telling my truths, you know, that's when that's when I started really taking it serious. And that's when I started getting better feedback on my music. Yeah. So that's really it right now. So when when did when did all this started? Like when did you have the love for music? Um, the love for music. I'm forever, you feel me? <laughs> forever. Um, I've been, I've been listening, I've listened to music as far as I can remember. Like, mm-hmm. since I was like three, four years old, I used to always be rapping, like Biggie, Nas. Mm-hmm. I used to always be rapping in the mirror, acting like I was them. You feel me? Um, mm-hmm. So, and music for me, that was like another parent. Like yeah. artists and music, that was like another parent for me. Well, um, no matter what type of music it was, you know, because music taught me th- certain things and made me feel a certain type of ways um when i like got in certain situations i used to just think about like a biggie verse or a pop verse mm-hmm. and that's that that was like those were like my father's you feel me so that's that's where a, a, a love of music came from mm-hmm. so pretty much like from hip-hop like yeah hip-hop, hip-hop for, sure. Yeah, for, yeah, sure. for sure yeah you know what i'm saying like that's what's up man because like um you 20 you say how you was 24, 24 right yeah. 24, so you was born like 94? 94. So, yeah, so you, you know how like nowadays, they, they say like, you ain't born from like 1990 to 94, you ain't no true 90s baby. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's bug, you know, that's that's kind of bug, you know? yeah. I don't really pay, you, if you was born from 90 to 99, you a 90s right, baby. Right, right, you a 90s baby, for sure. But, um, like, so you say you listen to Biggie and Tupac. Yes, like, sir, for sure. What was like your first project from either one, like, First album that you listen to, like uh, Life or Death. Life or uh, Death. Yeah. So I, I never like when I was listening to it, I yeah. didn't I didn't know like what was a project, what was okay. an album. It was just like I listened to songs. You feel me? So okay. I didn't know what I was. So I just knew I was listening to a song. I didn't know what album specifically I was listening to. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I like when I was like in my teenage years, I grew out of Biggie and Pac and started listening to like Kanye, Jay-Z, you yeah. feel me? So, like, that was just a phase. Like, mm-hmm. Biggie and Pop, that was just a phase of my life when I was younger. Because that's what was cool when I, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I guess I always went with the fad, but I always kept it real, like, yeah. real life, you know, rap. So, yeah, I just... But Life or Death, I, always, I listen to that to this day. Yeah, it's just, it's, one of them, it's a classic album, yeah, it's a, cla- it's a like, classic, for sure. Classic. What about Tupac? What was, like, your favorite project from him? T- you know, it's crazy, because I don't really like, like, I don't really like Tupac like that. Like, mm-hmm. I like his I like his message. Like, I don't really mm-hmm. like him, like, as an artist. Like, mm-hmm. he's not one of my favorite artists, but mm-hmm. I like his message, you feel me? So, I don't really, really listen to his albums at all. Mm-hmm. I just listen to certain songs, you yeah. feel me? Like, if I go, if I want to listen to Tupac, I'm going to go, I'm going to search on iTunes, uh, uh, Tupac's greatest hits, mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna really like go to a specific album. Yeah, I mean, remember the the whole story with Little Zan? Yeah, you were saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I remember. I get why people was mad because I'm not gonna, you know, Tupac is not in my top five. Yeah. I mean, he in my top ten, yeah. top fifteen, but you know, I'm not gonna say he hasn't impact so he much did. on hip hop. Like did. he did, like he's like especially for our generation, like yep. growing up. Like he, even though we was, you know, we was late, but we was like, you know, growing up babies and stuff, yeah. and then he died. We were still babies, but you know, 
when we got like in elementary school, middle school, and stuff like that, you know, they were still. He was still like having tracks coming up because he recorded like a thousand songs, you yeah, know what I'm saying? I can say that he influenced a lot, but I can say the same for like, you know, Rakim. I can say he's dope. KRS1. I'm sorry, y'all. It's, it's, it's nighttime <laughs> right now, but um, I can say he wanted the ghost, but I never got the chance to really sit down and really listen to them, exactly. listen to my yeah, album yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So you can't. You know, you can't really how you can sell it. Like you can't judge these kids. You know that's yeah, coming up because we would judge. Listen to Ludacris and Jay Z yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you can't really judge them. Yeah, man. So uh, you coming from Kara City? Kara City, yes, sir. Did Kara City have a lot of um, influence in your music? Because you know a lot of artists, you know. No, nah, not, not. I mean, not at all. To be mm-hmm. honest, I, ain't, uh, I, I, I was gonna say maybe a little bit, but mm-hmm. not, not really. Um, if I live. Nah, I don't think so. Maybe my mentality, like where I live, mm-hmm. maybe my mentality. But as far as music, like I get my inspiration from uh, my family, yeah. um, my what I do every day. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I I get, get my influence immediately from my family. That's all. Not really where I was, where I grew up, or where I was raised. Mm-hmm. But I guess that will have a, a, a effect on like my tone, maybe mm-hmm. like other things that I really really couldn't say, but. Mm-hmm. It's probably there, like my mentality for sure. You know, if you're mm-hmm. one of city, my mentality for sure is affected. So that's the way I come off, maybe on a record. But mm-hmm. my inspiration for music, nah, not at all. Mm-hmm. No, nah, because you know, the reason why I ask that, because you know, Kara City is like, you know, one of the melting parts, you know, from, you know, like in Miami, that's like, yeah, there's always an artist that's coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. From for the sure. area, you know, like yeah. Kara City, Northern area, you know, yep. people say it's Miami Gardens, but to us, it's still. Yeah. Kara City, Opelaka, New Orleans, yeah. all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? But um, that's the reason why I asked you that. Uh, but but Marv, Marv Pox, yes, sir. where did that name come from? Um, My dang, my first rap name was, was Marvel, M-A-R-V-O. Mm-hmm. That shit was lame. Um, <laughs> but like I said, when I like had that transition, like knowing I had to start speaking my truth, um, mm-hmm. I... I just, I forgot how I got the name, but I know I kept, I just kept Marv because, you know, my name is Marvin. So I just yeah. kept Marv. And then um, PAX, that, that's a, a acronym for Peace and Love. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So that's what I say acronym. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nighttime, man. Yeah, I'm tripping, I'm tripping. <laughs> but that's an abbreviation for peace and love. So that's why, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I represent. So mm-hmm. that's why I just put PAX, Pox. You know, that's how, that's how I pronounce it. But everybody else say Pax, you feel mm-hmm. me? So... But that's where it came from. Okay. So you said earlier, um, you started rapping at, like five years ago. Right. So that was what, like, late high uh, school? 19, yeah, I was just getting college, out of high school. Right? Yeah, stuff like that. So middle school, you wasn't really having, Nah, I never even thought about thought it. Thought about it. But like, to be honest, in middle school, well, well ninth grade, ninth grade, um, my my godmother, she got us into... Um, me and my um, godbrothers into poetry, so okay. I was writing poetry. You feel me? But when I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't rapping. You know, yeah, that was like force, like that was force fed so, to us, like yeah. poetry. But I was yeah. pretty good. But yeah, I wasn't even rapping at that point. Mm-hmm. So like, what made you like, like want to get into rap? Like, did someone like heard you one day and said like you should rap, or it was just yourself? Like, yeah, it was just me. Like, I just. I was just, but when I was rapping, I was just, I was just rapping about like dumb stuff, like I said. But you know, yeah. everybody really wants to be a rapper. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you coming up in the in the when I, I was about to say the age, but when you coming up where it came up from, and you know, being African American, like everybody wants to rap. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like nobody can say they not, never tried to rap or like thought about rapping. Like mm-hmm. so, it was, it was just like something I was just playing with. Mm-hmm. So like your first record was just something that was just. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, my first record was trap. I think my first record was. Uh, I I wrote to. Uh, I did a remix to Bees in the Trap by uh, mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj. So yeah. you could tell in my mind. So it was like a freestyle then, or it was like a. Yeah, I, I really was writing to. <laughs> I really was. I, I took that real serious, but yeah, it was trash. Though. Okay, so you said um, so two years. So I guess two years later, that's when you started. Yeah, that's when I started. I think that's when I. Nah, as a matter of fact, I think I had my son. I had my son when I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So 
I think that's when the transition started. You know, that's when the transition started when I got out of high school. Mm-hmm. The transition to you know speaking about more real life stuff, but mm-hmm. I was still rapping about dumb stuff. Um, I don't think I think yeah I think like like I said two years ago that's when I really started taking it serious and I really started rapping my truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that's when I just started seeing. That's when I started liking my own music. Like before, I didn't really like like my music. You know, I was just like. I was about to stop. Like I was about to stop completely because it was a trash. Yeah, but what what made what, but what made you like just rebound? Like being a father, you feel me? Like yeah. I had I had I had to you know do certain things that I wasn't willing to do as a as someone with no responsibilities. You know, mm-hmm. I'm responsible for a life. You feel me? So I gotta set up. I had to set a better example. You know, tell you know you gotta always tell the truth. So if I'm telling my son, he gotta tell the truth. Yeah. Like, why aren't I? You feel me? Mm-hmm. So that's what it really was. Becoming a father. Mm-hmm. So that's that. what's up. That's what's up. So you got three projects. Um, like I told you, I ain't listened to all three, right. but the the son of bass was the one I son heard first. Bass. Son of a bass, I heard first. And um, did you have did you have any like solo tracks before that album or? No, no, I, that was my first. That was my first project. Yeah, that like first, first full project. project. Four, yeah, first full project. So son of bass. How was, because I remember before the podcast, I told you, like, to me, when I heard that, even before I heard the album, I looked at the the title, I was like, he might be another little B or somebody. <laughs> yeah. But then I heard your music, and I'm like, damn, this man gave me, like, a like a 90s flow, like, you know, like the old Common. Right, right, right. You know, like, when Common, before he was, you know, poetic. Right. You know, so yeah. like a lot of people didn't know, Common... You know, he's from Chicago, but Common was, you know, he had that beef with Ice Cube and stuff like that, yeah. and that boy had some flow, you know what I'm saying? But how, how, um, what was, like, the process and the story behind that project? The, the story behind that project was, um, you know, it's entitled Son of a Bass. Mm-hmm. Um, the bass, um, to me, meaning music, so yeah. I was the son of a music, and like I said, that, that was the time when I was, like, really getting to my truth, so... Mm-hmm. So I had to own that, you know, I never really had a, a father, well, never had a father, so mm-hmm. the son of a bass was telling people that I'm the son of the music, so that's what really brought me up, like I was talking about before, that's what really brought mm-hmm. me up, so in the um, in the, in the uh, project, I have a song called Seed of a Bass, yeah. which is a seed of, of me, mm-hmm. me um, which is my son, and that was the first song I wrote. So um, that's the first song I wrote on on the on the album on the uh, project. That's the first song I wrote, mm-hmm. and everything else just stemmed from that. Um, mm-hmm. Once I wrote about my son, you know, having my son, it was like a letter to my son, like telling him the things he should and should not do, mm-hmm. what to look out for, um, being real with him, to, you know, letting him know that I, you know, I told his mom like I didn't, I wasn't ready for a kid, you know. Yeah. I, I told her like, yo, you, you should get an abortion. You feel me? But mm-hmm. you know, obviously that didn't happen. So just totally being truthful with my son it was a letter to him and then every other song just went off the, that truth you feel me mm-hmm. so that's that was really the process of it like i wrote that song first and then everything else just came to me yeah because not because like, yeah, you said that you know before you were just talking about stuff that you didn't have but yeah like, exactly you know hearing some of the project is like you know it's, it's real life like it's, right. it's, it's a story of the day day by day of your of your daily life yeah, you put it right. on, on pen and paper. It was. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up, man. Then the next project is is what the base is bass, right? Uh, well, I dropped bass before I see the bass. Yeah. Because I had a couple songs that wasn't gonna make the project, so I just okay. put, a, put them out as an EP. So I just dropped that, and then um, the last the last actual album I dropped it was, was, was um, Rare Soul. Rare Soul. What was the what was the prog- the the story and the like the process of that? Rare Soul. That was um. Um, that was me like coming into my own like realizing that you know I actually am a, like a dope artist you mm-hmm. feel me and just showing that showing that I have like I could do different things like like after I dropped Seed of a Bass I mean I said Seed of a Bass uh, mm-hmm. Son of a Bass people like categorize me so Rare Souls like me just like getting out of the box bo- yeah out of my box a little bit so how did what's mean they cur- cur- like they push you in the push me in a box like oh you do like mellow song you only do like mellow songs you feel yeah. me so they thought that's like all i can do so i got on um some boom bap beats you know I, mm. I you know i stayed true to myself though on each each of the beats you feel me but i was just getting out of the box a little bit you know 
more flows, more um, diverse uh, mm -hmm. beats. And that was basically it, really, for that. That's what I wanted to do for that, for that project. And you working on another project right now? Right now, yeah, I'm releasing um, a project on May 1st. It's called Life's a Forest. Yeah, I seen that on your IG. Yeah, it's called Life's a Forest. So that one, I, that's that's going to be my best best project yet, you feel me? So you, all, you always got to level up. Yeah. That's going to be my best project yet. Um, so, so how was the process of that one, like, so far? The, the pro I was, like, on that one, I was, like, I was just, like, free as a bird, you feel me? Because I already got, like... Mm -hmm. I already got the um already got out what I wanted to before, like with the son of a bass, the yeah. rare soul, you know, I already proved myself. So this is just me being me and mm -hmm. doing you know, having fun with it because on my other projects I wasn't really like making like what people would consider hits and stuff like that. Yeah. You feel me? So I was trying to I, I wanted like people always say, Oh, they not trying to chase a hit and stuff like that. I really wanted to, you feel me? I really wanted to you know, test myself and see if I could do that. You know, I, you know, and I really have fun on this, on this, on this um album, and with me having fun on it, you know, things just came into play. They just fell into place. You feel me? So, I would say I have like a couple hits on here, and that's pretty much it. What's up, man? So who um, cause um. You know Seldon. Yeah, I know Seldon. You know, I spoke to her the other day. Um, shout out to VVX, Dino. Um, she had a, they had we had an inter interesting like conversation, you know, on the podcast. Uh, when it comes to artists, you know, some artists, you know, was as a DJ, I see all the time too. Like some artists, they get too big. Like in terms of. Yeah, you doing your thing, but they get too big headed. Like they, they get, get too yeah. like they are superstar already. They you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like anytime you see them in the streets or something like that, it's like you know they are like they they Beyonce or Jay Z or something right. like that. <laughs> and I can tell you know even by your music, you know, and your aura that you you humble. And oh, stuff for like sure. That. Yeah. Just like like I was raised by my grandma, so she mm -hmm. always taught me respect. She always taught me that you know the same people that that help you get up is gonna be the same people that you mm -hmm. see when you go down. So you gotta always treat people like you would. Like you, you gotta you gotta treat the janitor like you would the CEO. Yes. You feel me? So that's that's the mentality I always had growing up. You feel me? So I'm I'm not better than anybody at all. You feel me? We had the same blood, so I don't. You know, I, I don't think I'm better than anybody, mm -hmm. so I wouldn't treat anybody less yeah. than I would treat myself. Yeah, because cause the reason why, because <clears throat> especially this got to be a message for upcoming artists. Like, right. We spoke about patience with music, and, and I know um, you you are open with, you know, you open with criticism of course, when yeah. it comes to producers and That's engineers that, yeah. and stuff like that. And... When I was talking to them, I was like, you know, it's like being a football coach, right. you know, with players, a uh, coach period, right. football, basketball, baseball, whatever, and it's like you're trying to coach them, but like you can tell by the ones that's going to make it and the ones who's not going to make right, it. Right. The ones that's going to make it is going to take the criticism, accept it. you know, Work accept it. it, go back in the booth and... and Rewrite whatever they wrote or whatever, yep. and just do it ten times better than they did before. While the other ones, you know, they're gonna quit or they're gonna like, you know, brush off your, your brush it off, you know, bitch and shit. Say you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I already know. You know what I'm saying? Like, have you have you witnessed that before? Like, from I guess going to other sessions or like seeing other producers and engineers working with other artists. Um, me personally, no. Um, Cause I keep like my circle real, real tight. Not to say mm -hmm. I don't work with anybody else, or I wouldn't like to. You feel me? But people, people really don't like try to reach out. Like if they see you like as a quote, quote unquote, uh, threat. You feel yeah. me? They don't want to work with you, or they see you as competition. You feel me? That's what it, I mean. Too many times, that's what I see in Miami. You feel me? People like wanting to like be better than the next person in this and it's like low-key hate you feel me um thank you for that bridge because that was something else i wanted to talk about yeah it's like low-key hate so but i never seen it you know personally you feel me? anything anybody tell me you know i'm gonna i'm gonna take it and, and run with it because before i wasn't i wasn't always as as 
lyrical or it's truthful. Like I said, but somebody she, had to tell me, like, yeah, yo, this shit's trash, bro. And I had to take that criticism and then apply it. Yeah, elevate You know, exactly. you elevate it from it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, like, you know, speaking about Miami and the culture, um, South Florida in general. Right. Um, you know, as a DJ, I've seen it a lot, you know, I forgot who I was talking to. It was another uh, episode a while back. And they, we was talking about, like, how a lot of people, you know, like you said, have, you know, we have our circles and stuff. Right. But, you know, some of us still like to work with other people and things like that. But then you have others that's like, I don't really want to work with you like that. Like, right, it's always, right, like, right. just the meaning, like, yeah, like I said, you know, about the artists, like, you know, they get too big-headed and stuff like that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and you got to sometimes, you got to realize that, you know, yeah, we from Miami and stuff, but we still from the South. Like, right. you know, you got, it's a shame where, you know, you go up, you see New York artists, like, they beef all they want, but they somehow, some way work together. Yeah, same thing that. with L.A., same thing with Atlanta. Atlanta is like, Atlanta is like us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. A lot of times. It's, it's it's a big city, but it's 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 a small pond because everybody knows each other. Yeah, for sure. And, and them them boys have like probably the most one of the most crazy beats ever. Like for example, like Young Jeezy and, and Gucci Man. Like, right, right, right. That had a beef yeah. that someone actually died. Yeah. But then there was like probably one day probably made a show at the studio and was like, you know what? Let's just squash the shit. Let's yep. get this money and stuff. Yep. And they did it. And down here it's like. You don't see that all the time. Yeah, now for, for for our generation, like you know, as '90s babies, like I see that it's it's getting a little bit better, but it's still like you know you still have all these big egos and shit. Right. Yeah. You know that on they feel like they shouldn't work with certain people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and the sad man, I feel like that's one of the reasons why you know the music scene in Miami in particular is not. Going as fast as it should be it Because should, yeah. of that You know what I'm saying Because I was talking to um, That's what I was talking to I was talking to ER305 um, He a rapper from Little Havana And like you know they, from, you know, It's in the inner city So you know They ain't down south Ain't you know up north oh, It's right. like in the middle and stuff He he said it like You know When you go up north Like in our area It's, it's a bit grimy right. You know Because you know You have a you have your different sets And things like that Yeah down south is kind of like that too, but people are willing to work together. Why? Because they know that they have a bit like challenge to overcome. Because you know, some people where well, we stay at don't even consider down south like Miami, Miami yeah, but yeah. it is. You like know. the ghouls and stuff. Yeah, like ghouls yeah, yeah, yeah. and Piran and yep, all that stuff. Right. Like homestead, that's that's still Miami. That's just yeah. you know, I always tell people that's like the. If you want to, if you want to see like, you know, if you want to see like the, the the southern hospitality, like down south is really where it's at. Yeah. Like we having a certain spots up north, but when you go down there, it's like a whole, you know, another thing. Like my mom always said, that's God's back. You know, cause when, when it get nighttime down there, it get dark. Like it's crazy yeah. down there. You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, man, like that's something that you know, one of the reasons why I created the podcast. Was because that you know somehow some way I wanted to bring people together, not forcing it, but yeah. like everyone that I know that's on the show, that's from like you know Miami, Broward, you know from Florida, even people from like out of state, like you know somehow some way you know I, I want to unify that, you know what I'm saying? So that's dope. That's dope. That you you know have a vision and you you know doing it. That's dope. Yeah, man. So. I know you listened to Tupac and Biggie growing up, right? I know that was one of your influences. Right. What other like what other rappers had like did you look up to growing up besides um, Biggie and Tupac? Growing up, I thought Kanye West was like the biggest and best artist ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, other than other than Kanye, I ain't gonna lie. I thought Fifty Cent that was my favorite rapper back then. Yeah, Fifty Cent. I thought yeah. I thought Kanye was like the you know the best rapper like lyrical. Had, had style, but 50 Cent was like 
I want to be just like 50 Cent, you feel me? I wanted to have a bulletproof vest and all that. Mm -hmm. I want to be just like 50. And, uh, you know, he was, what he was talking about, like, I never seen it, you feel me? But I, I, I could feel it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like yeah, I, yeah. I was there with him when he was, you know, um, so I'll say 50. 50 and um, Kanye, you feel me? Back then, yeah, 50 and Kanye growing up. Those those two are my favorite artists. And a, lot, and a lot of people don't know, like, 50 Cent and Kanye. I remember when... Uh, you remember that when when Kanye was coming out with graduation and yep. Fifty Cent was coming yeah, out. What what album that was? It was the Universe Without Trying. It was uh, graduation. I think that was a no. No, that was Kanye. Kanye came Kanye out that same week. I'm talking about Fifty, 50 Cent. Cent. I think it was Self Destruct or something. Uh, or Massacre, know. something like that. I think it was Massacre. Massacre. It was massacre. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> I know they never really they never had problems with each other. It was like a, a competition, yeah, but like sure. you know. It's something I want to talk about too, from that, cause I guess streaming, you know, kind of ruined that factor. Yeah. Yeah. But don't you think? Do you think that, you know, music is not as much appreciated because of streaming? Cause you know, back in the day, you always wanted to go to like the Best Buys and stuff and get the CDs and things like that, and just to see like you know, one or six apart. Like there was like promoting and stuff and competing and stuff that whole week. Like and, and it made a lot of sales. You know, sales that you may not see no more. Like yeah, that. you may not see it no more because mm. they don't. You, you know, like you say, you don't have to. You don't have to buy it. But I don't. I, I think streaming like made music more accessible for people. You feel mm -hmm. me? Because I never like I missed out on so much music because I couldn't buy you know CDs and stuff. You know, I I, I couldn't afford all that. But if I which like, I could I could pay ten dollars a month. You feel me? It's an Apple. Yeah. You feel me? And listen to however many mm -hmm. songs I want to a, a day. You know I could listen to a million songs a day if I you know if I want I want to now. So uh, I, it makes it more accessible. You feel me? And it's like people could blow up faster because of these streaming services. Because yeah. you don't have to make a CD, press it up, and then try to get people to listen to it, or try to get people to buy it. Yeah. You feel me? So. I think it did more good than bad. Mm. You feel me? I mean, the sales, like, yeah, it messes you up, but I think it does more good. Um, as far as, like, marketing? As far as marketing, you feel me? Mm. You know, it's easier for people to listen to it. Mm. Um, easier for people to get to it, you feel me? So I think it did more good than bad. Yeah, because yeah, cause when you think about it, like, yeah, the sales, you know, you don't get that, you don't get that. <laughs> That big bad like they used to yeah. do back in the day with the hard copies, but yeah. at the same time, it all adds up. And the you know? real fans gonna buy the hard copies anyway. Yeah. Your supporters gonna buy the hard copies, mm -hmm. so that's what you're doing it for anyway. So yeah. you're, gonna, you're gonna get both, you feel me? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I just think it, I think it did more good than bad, to be honest. Yeah, man. So the segment I always, you know, like to discuss, especially with artists, is the, you know, top five. You know, produce. You know, everyone I met, like DJs, I say like a top DJ or a top R and B, top hip hop, top artist. Um, so who's like your top five hip hop artists of all time? Uh, <laughs> I ain't gonna put it in no like specific. Order. Nah, you don't got to. You ain't I ain't got gonna put it in no specific order, but I'm gonna say uh, Eminem, Fifty Cent. Mm -hmm. Eminem, 50 Cent, um, Biggie for sure, mm -hmm. uh, Rakim, and then I'm gonna say you said artist, right? I'm gonna yeah. say I'm gonna say Drake. So Drake. Top five, yeah. Why Drake? Cause it's like when you when you talk about hip hop, like you can't you can't you can't not mention Drake. You feel me? Cause mm. he's like at the top always. You know, Billboard, mm. everything. Statistically, he's always at the top. You feel me? So I can't not say him. And like he makes like classic albums. You feel me? Like yeah. Every every album I, that I heard from him is like a classic to me. You feel me? Mm. Yeah, cause Drake is like I put Drake. Cause Cardi B gonna be in there soon. Like she's like in a group with the Snoop Dogs, yeah. the Drake's, the um, who else? That's like Universal, like Method Man. You know, like artists like that, Ludacris. Like you know, artists that could come up with something and still get you know plays and streams and sales because of you know they so universal because they like on movies or. They own this, own that. Like Drake, he's like, he's a brand ambassador for the Raptors. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like he did so much, you know, for like the NBA. You know, like coming from hip hop. Like, you know, 
put that that line in between the athletes and you know the rappers and things like that. And I feel like he's underrated for that. He unappreciated for that now. Some people may be like, you know, someone probably wrote his songs for him. Yeah. For me, honestly, I don't think I think I don't, I don't think Quentin Miller wrote his songs. I think he probably probably wrote a couple hooks. But I just I feel like Drake is not like I think he to me he's lyrical. He just yeah, for sure. He can't like it's not his fault, but like he's he's like you know he's a, he's a pop artist. You know what I'm saying? Like he could turn anything into a hit. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I don't know. I I I think like maybe ten years from now, you know, people may change their mind because once sure. it's all said and done, like you know, this man got a great catalog. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. You know, like I'm not saying like. As a lyricist, he's dope, but he's not, you know, up there with the M's and Jay Z's and Parks and Biggies. But as an artist, like the whole package, I can put him up there with them, like a Jay Z and the Eminem, you know, Fifty Cent, you know, the Kanye's. If the Kanye, I put him up there too. That's another one. You know, that's why I had to specify, like, you talking about artists or like rappers. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. so, I mean, you, like, you want to talk top five lyricists now? Cause we had that too. Oh. <laughs> that's yeah, still I'm, hard There's a lot of them That's, that's dope yeah, I, I mean I wouldn't put Drake in there You feel me I mean he, 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 he I mean, he He's nice, nice but he's, he's, yeah. You feel me But um, If you talking about lyricists I had to put him in there For sure yeah. mm-hmm. Um, Yeah Rock him in there um, Yeah 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 Kendrick Kendrick Yeah Kendrick, why, 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 why Kendrick? I mean, ain't no, it's obvious, but you know, like a lot of people, you know, I put J Cole in there too. As a as a lyricist, I wouldn't. Put, I don't know. Why not? I like J Cole is like one of my favorite, <laughs> like one of my favorite artists. You feel me? J Cole, but, J Cole, like Kendrick is like I, I always said that Kendrick's the modern day Puck and J Cole's the modern day um, Nas, like the new Nas, like. But you know with with like Pop Pop like Pop and Kendrick comparisons, like can't like. Pop wasn't really a lyricist. Like he did, he he impacted on different levels. Like what he mm-hmm. was talking about, and then like he talked it and walked it. You feel me? Like he did more off the mic than you know he did on the mic. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, Kendrick's more like you know laid back and. Yeah, but you know Kendrick do a lot, but I say like he he is a hell of a lyricist and J mm-hmm. Cole. I wouldn't. He a lyricist, you feel me? But I wouldn't like put him in the top five. I would. Yeah. I wouldn't put. Him, I wouldn't replace anybody else. <laughs> J. Cole Damn. on my list. For real? Yeah. I think he just, I don't know. Like, I just wouldn't put him in there. <laughs> my fiance, she'll be mad at you. Because she loves J. Cole. Like, she, she loves him. I get a lot of influence from J. Cole. Yeah. But I wouldn't put him, I wouldn't put him in What about, uh, what about, uh, like, artists like Big Crit? You know, Big Crit. Uh, I like his last album. Yeah, I don't really, hard. I ain't really listened to him before then. Mm-hmm. Cause maybe because of accessibility, like I said before, but I wasn't yeah. literally listening to him before his last album. Mm-hmm. His last album was like a, a really great album. It was yeah. a great album. It was, it was real great. Yeah. Um, but I never, I never, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say he's one of my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But his, his last project, like I said, was a was a dope project. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So that's only like one body of work I, I listen to. I probably mm-hmm. gotta go back, listen to more. But nah, he's not one of my favorite artists. Okay, so like. Who's like your honorable missions? Like that's not in your top five. Honorable missions. Oh, that's not in my top five. Yeah. Oh, it's my phone for that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Rap City. Rap City. Okay. Uh, I listen to Rap City every day. Let me, let me pull out the phone because I can tell you everybody I listen to like on a daily basis. I listen to Rap City, Nick Grant. Okay. Uh, Nick Grant, where he from? I don't even know where Nick Grant from, but that man, nice. Is he is he is he new or he's 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 old? Like he's, nah, he a new he a new, he a he new, new artist. I think like I think he came like three maybe three years ago. That's when he got big. But I just started listening to him this year. And he pretty he pretty dope. Um, like I said, Nick Grant, uh, Rap City. I ain't gonna lie, I like G Herbo a lot. G Herbo, like G Herbo, yeah, G Herbo as like. And then, 
Nipsey Hussle, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, I love Nipsey. Nipsey, I mean, Tech 9 like, he paved the way for independent, but I guess because Nipsey is closer to us, like, generational-wise, like, he's, he, he really showed us that, you know, you don't really need to be signed to a major label right away. You know, you can get to that point and do a partnership. And it's another question I want to ask you, too. Um, you independent, of course, right? Yeah. Would you stay independent for like, like, would you take the tech, the tech nine route and just stay independent for like the rest of your career, or would you be like Nipsey and get to a point where I'm independent, but if a label like Atlantic or or uh, Dev John or something came to you for like a partnership deal, would you take that? Um, I mean, right now, like, I ain't got anything. You feel me? So if a label called to me, like want to give you this, this, and that, I'm going to take it, like, you know, I ain't going to lie, I'm going to yeah, take yeah, it, you yeah. feel me, I'm going to sign, <laughs> you feel me, just to, you know, get a better life for my family, but mm-hmm. once I, you know, build a, a better following, you know, um, get a better fan base, and I can do it, like, on my own, and I don't think I, I, I don't think I really would try to sign, I wouldn't be seeking that, you know, mm-hmm. I already got my fan base, you, need, you feel me, that's all you really need, mm-hmm. um, so I wouldn't say... A partnership deal definitely would be better than signing to anybody. So mm-hmm. I, I would do a partnership. Mm-hmm. I would do a partnership, no problem. But not not signing. Like if I have my my fan base, and you know, um, I can do my own show. I'm putting out projects, and people download. You feel me? I wouldn't I wouldn't sign to anybody. Yeah. Would you? So would you make your like your own label and like you know one day just like. I guess manage artists one day, or you would just keep it to I don't yourself. Even think I could do that. You feel me? I, could, I could like, I could put people, other people along. You feel me? Yeah. But I don't think I could really. I don't think I manage anybody. You feel me? I could probably like have have a manager. Like if I have a man, like a homeboy or something that no really knows how to manage, I yeah. might start a label like and then let him run it. Let him manage the, the yeah, artist. Yeah, something like with TDE. Yeah, exactly, yeah. just like that. You feel me? But I wouldn't know how to do it myself. Mm. So I would have somebody have to have somebody that I know and trust. Yeah. To do that for me. Cause I, I, would do, I would do that. Yeah, because I, um, I was listening to a Paul Wall and Slim thought that like a little thing they had, it was on YouTube, but it was like they was on Instagram Live. And they were saying that um, Slim Thought was saying, you know, he had this, you know, experience, you know, managing um, artists and yeah. stuff like that. And basically he was just saying that he didn't like it because it was like, he always had this 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 thread where people would say like, "Oh, such and such said you did a movie and stuff like that," and it's like, you know, it's kind of true. Like I think Charlemagne the God or somebody said it. I'm not. Don't quote me. I don't, I don't know who said it, but it's true. Like there's only a few artists that can actually you know manage. You know, you look at the Rick Rosses. You know. You look that like Eminem, even though Eminem had Dr. Dre on his side, because Dr. Dre know how to do that. But you have like it's only a few artists that can actually have artists under them, but no problem, they can still do their thing and have artists do their thing. I just think that you have to find them type of artists that could be like humble, you know, like yourself and patient. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe I could do that, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it comes with wisdom. Like, right now, you know, I couldn't, so I'm going to talk, I'm going to speak on right now, you yeah. feel me? So maybe once I do learn the game, the ins and outs, you feel me, I get wisdom um, of the game, then maybe I would be, be able to, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Maybe I would be able to manage artists, but right now, hell no, I can't even manage myself right now, you feel me? Yeah, so, I feel you. As, yeah, maybe it maybe just comes with experience. You feel mm-hmm. like? I, I'm pretty sure Ross like coming out when he did, he probably couldn't couldn't manage. He probably didn't even think. Yeah, he could the point. Anybody. Yeah, probably got to that point where he was like, yeah, like I could put some people on. I could you know I could manage them, help them out. You feel me? But right now, I definitely can't. <laughs> but I, that's like not even like a thought right now. Yeah, I mean you you're, you're 24 years old, man. So yeah. it's just like it, it maybe five years from now. Five, yeah. ten years from now, yeah, it could happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I just lost my train of thought, thought <laughs> right now, man. It's, it's crazy, man. But um, they got this, uh, you watch, you you be on Netflix? Yeah, all the time. You know the documentary called Rapture? I just watched every single one last night. <laughs> yeah, I have, um, I'm on the one with G-Eazy. I just got the one with 2 Chainz, man. I ain't, I ain't watch G-Eazy. 
Why not? I just did. No. G, nah. Like, I just did. I, I skipped it and went to two chains. Honestly, like, so you, did you watch the logic? Mean you, that means you skipped it too. No. Two chains is after um. G's. I watched it. You are, oh you watch Easy? I love G Easy oh, okay, one because okay, okay, G Easy. Yeah. Like Logic, I had an idea of him, but then when I watched his documentary, I like all right. I like Log Logic's the most. Yeah, because like you know a lot of people say like oh, um, Logic talking about this biracial stuff. He do be talking. I, I mean, that's one of the reasons I don't really be listening to Logic because he always like it's, yeah. it's like he forcing it on me. Like he be pushing it on me. Like I'm a nigga. I'm, I'm like okay, I know. Yeah, but. like that's my only thing with him. But I do respect the fact that he talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I, res like, I respect. Him. I know J Cole and you know artists that's you know biracial talk about it. Yeah. But I feel like he's on much. Logic, but Logic want to do that because it's like can't lie. It's real. Like you yeah. know. You know, I tell me and my fiance talk about it all the time. Like, you know, she's Dominican. Right. You know, it's, it's, she, 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 you know, she black, but like in reality, like she's, you know, Dominican. Like she's 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 Latin. You right. know what I'm saying? So when we have kids, they gonna be biracial. Right. You get know what I'm sure. saying? So it's gonna get to a point where you know my kids may be in the you know in the black community. You know, as they get older, and they'll look at them like you're not black. And then she'll go to a Hispanic, you know, neighborhood and stuff. And I'm like, you're not really Hispanic, kind of right, like right, a sister right. would have, you know. Yeah. It's some, you know, it's, it's people like that in this world. Yeah. So, with Logic, like, that's the only thing that I respect. But then I kind of like, uh, you got you to, like, kind of stop with it so, sometimes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, forcing it on you. But this, this last album, he didn't do that. I, I totally yeah, expect yeah, him yeah. to be doing that shit again. But he didn't do that on this album. It was pretty, it was pretty nice. This last album. His, like, the album before was dope. But, yeah. like I said, he was just, like, forcing that on you. Like, you know, I'm black and white. I'm, I'm both. Yeah. I can say nigga. Like, no, okay. G-Eazy, dope. I ain't going to lie to g Easy with nigga. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think I'm just, like... And it's not even. I don't. I don't, I don't even think he about. acting like that. I, I feel like he really, cause he, re, I, he he grew up around a lot of you know, you know niggas in Oakland. Yeah. You know, like he just got that flow. Like E forty, like you know, gave him the pass and stuff like that. Like man, like you the next one. And his album to me when I heard it was dope, but like just to see like. Him, you know, perform and things like that. Hearing his story, like, you know, it's crazy. But it's like G Easy, one of them artists, where like yourself, like you could just come out of nowhere and blow up. And, and coming from Miami, and you have that style that you have. You know, a lot of people would think like, damn, he really, he really is from Miami. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you could, because. You want them, you want, you know, like you want them, hit, you want them hitting gems, like, cause you know when they think of Miami, even though with the new, with the new um, artists like there's a Curry's and other, like people be amazed. They're like, damn, you know, I ain't no, you know, Miami, I ain't no Florida was like that. We was always lyrical, you know, like Trip Daddy. Was lyrical. He yeah, just had yeah. the the slang. Like yeah. the slang was yeah, yeah, just, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you had the pit bulls, of course, the Rick Rosses, yeah. and things like that. But like, you know, like yourself, the Denzel Curry's, like you know, all these other independent artists that's coming out of nowhere from from Dade, like people from New York and like outside of the culture. They think like, oh, y'all just do joking and booty shaking yeah, music yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> they don't understand that you know. We have quote unquote backpack rappers, you know, yeah. the conscious rappers, the the laid back ones, you know, the ones that actually could just you just they could just sit you down and you know conversate, you know, converse with you, but like just showing you like a picture of how you know their lives is and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? So. But you know why it's like it's, it's like that because like when you if you come if anyone come from out of town come to Miami they gonna go to South Beach and when they go to these clubs they not they playing they they playing the same shit that they just left like they coming from Atlanta come to Miami they just playing people from Atlanta yeah. stuff you feel me so it's, they not really hearing it like when they come mm -hmm. to Miami they not they not hearing Denzel Curry they 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 gonna hear Rick Ross for me yeah. hearing Denzel Curry you feel me so that's that's what it, that's what I really feel like it is like when you go to Atlanta you hearing. People in Atlanta music more than you gonna hear somebody from LA or mm. something. You feel me? So 
I think that's what it is. The DJs, you feel me? The DJ is not really playing these Miami artists' mm. music like that in these clubs. Do you think it's, it's favoritism? Um, I just Politics. think like they just feel like, oh, this is what the people want to hear, so I'm gonna just play it. Mm. You feel me? Just to stay stay relevant, maybe. I don't. I'm I'm not a DJ, so I don't know like the thought process of putting this record on rather than this record. You mm. feel me? So I could tell you this. Um, I was like. I don't want to consider myself a club DJ because, you know, I'm more of a mixtape DJ when I first came, you know, when I first came on, still is. But I've done clubs before, like I've done like a strip club before. I, I always tell up and coming DJs, that's the best place to tell if you garbage or not. Right. Because once you see like them strippers reaction, and then yeah. once you see the people in the bar reaction yeah. and stuff, once you see people start throwing money and stuff, you're a good ass DJ. Now, when I... Um, shout out to DJ Pina. He one of the DJs that, you know, put me on game, especially when it came to the club. Okay. Um, so pretty much I was scared. You know, I was nervous and stuff. Um, he was like, just play as like you at home. I'm like, okay, you know, I play some old school outcast, some old school um, UGK, old school Trick Daddy, some old school Jay-Z, Nas and stuff like that. And like people was like, you know, like, I'm not. I'm. This is way before you. Um, shout out to my fiance. It was way before her, but like, the strippers would like you know look at me and stuff yeah. and things like that. And to me, that was like that's the greatest feeling because I know that I was being myself. And I also was playing like um, artists that I was working with that was you know underground, you know that was independent. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, shout out to SL to Dunn. You know, he, um, we ain't working a while, but he's from down south. So it's just like, I don't know why DJs are like that. Like, it's like that. You know, not all of them is not like that, but it's it's like the majority, like 90% of them is like, oh, we got to play what's now. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if they play somebody from Miami, it's either going to be a Rick Ross, a Trina, a, a Trick Daddy. It's always going to be something. You know, like, Atlanta, the reason why Atlanta, you know, I've been to Memphis before, the same thing. I've been to the Carolinas. I've been to Virginia. I've been to New Orleans. Like, they play nothing but, even I knew people that went to New York and L.A., they play nothing but, like, they own. Like, they'll play, like, they'll play the hits now, don't get me wrong, but they also will play, like, their own, you know. And I feel like that's why, like, even underground radio, like, you know, pirate radio, like, it's not the same no more. Because it's definitely not, like, in Miami. I, I, don't, I don't know any underground radio station in Miami. It was a while ago. Um, I forgot the DJ who I was talking to. But they was playing, like, nothing but, like, Atlanta music and stuff. I'm like, bro, the mainstream radio do, do this. Like, yeah, exactly. I was looking for, like, the underground Remember, it was a point in time, I think from like 06 to 2010, where you had the Iceberg, the Briscoes, the Ball Greasies, the Flow Riders. All them boys came out, you know, the Sea Rise and all them, like they all came out and stuff like that. But after that scene was kind of like went down, it was like they was playing like from other places and stuff like that. And then they were charging $300, $400, $500 to play them. I feel like, you know, the DJs. You know, they, they too greedy. You know, a lot of them too greedy. Like, I understand why, you know, they need the money and stuff, but I feel like you'll get... The money will always come, especially when you break an artist. Yeah, for sure, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't... You can't chase... You can't chase the money too much where you get lost in the sauce. Yeah. Like, you get lost... You get lost, like, in terms of, like, you forget, you know, where you came from. Like, I know artists is from, you know, New Jersey and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, I let them know, man, I'm from Miami. I'm from, you know what I'm saying? I'm from Florida. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, if an artist from Miami came up to me and they want their music to be played or they wanted me to help them push their record, I'm going to do it because, you know, you're from the crib. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you don't, you don't see that. You know nowadays, like it's it's like a it's like we all scattered around, and it's and it's sad, man. Yeah, it is like, 
I'm gonna sure. try to help. You feel me? I'm trying to help mm. and change that, but. I gotta be, I gotta be helped in order yeah. to help. No, no, like, no. As an artist, that's not your job. Like, yeah, it's your job. Like, if you got homeboys and stuff, yeah. but like, you still have to, like, all right, like, for example, like, you know, with my podcast, I reached out to a lot of people. Right. You know, you one of the few people. I ain't, I ain't. I reached out to a lot of people. A lot of people responded back. Right. But you one of the few people from Miami that reached back out. Right. Yeah. Oh, and like, um, you know, it's an honor because I'm like, you know, it's not just for me, just for you know, as a DJ, I, I told I tell people all the, all the time, I had to promote myself. You know, back in MySpace days, I had to promote myself. And when I started coming out with mistakes, you know, I was trying to chase the media outlets. Yeah. And I got so mad, I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna be my own damn media outlet. So that's why I made the podcast, and I want people to come on and promote. So. I'm like for you, for you as an artist, like continue to do your thing. You know, if you say, let's say you reach out to a ball grease or something, or or they reach out to you, you know what I'm saying? Do that. You know, any Miami artist that you feel that you could work with, not everybody can work with each other. It's the truth, but but if you see that potential, you know, work with them. But at the end of the day, you have to worry about yourself too. Yeah, you know, sure. you gotta be a little bit, you know, selfish, cause, you know, like I told you, like you go be you one of them hitting gems. Appreciate that's that, out here. Appreciate that's that. that's like hitting. Yeah, appreciate you. Appreciate you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you gonna blow up. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know, man. Like <laughs> it's gonna get better, man. I appreciate it, bro. But um, before we close out the podcast, uh. I always ask people this, like, where you see yourself five to ten years from now? Um, I ain't, I'm not even gonna, I don't look that far, you feel me? I you just know? hope that I, you know, I wake up the next day, you feel me? So, you know, hopefully I would, I, I will be, um, you know, bigger than I am right now, you know, touring, mm-hmm. you feel me? I got a bigger fan base, um, but like I said, I just, I just plan for the next day, you feel me? Hope, hope, hopefully I wake up tomorrow, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So, I just leave everything up to God, you feel me? Yeah, I feel you. But like I said, I, I, I would want to be bigger than I am right now. Mm. That's the only thing I hope for, being bigger than I am right now. Not not working a nine to five, you feel me? Yeah, we all understand that, bro. Providing <laughs> for my family without having a slave, you feel me? So that's mm. it. That's what I see myself out Take it day by day. Exactly. I appreciate, I appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate you know what I'm saying? You, um, you going to have a, a, a release party for the nah, project? I, I mean, nah, I ain't playing one, so nah, I ain't going to have no release party. Like a listen to party or nothing like that? Nah, I don't, think, I don't think so. You know, if anything changed, I'm going to hit you up for yeah, sure. Yeah, hey, hit me up, because I love that, man. Like, I love like going to like sessions and stuff and just... Hearing it from the first time before yeah. it come out and just seeing like you know the like your reaction like artists' reactions when they you know when they project come out yeah you know what I'm saying I, I like that. Ain't you up for that but I, I, not as of now no okay hopefully I mean that would be dope though listening yeah. I never even thought like a listening party like yeah cause that, that would be dope that would that increase your <coughs> you know like your brand and stuff yeah. like that you know what I'm saying. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate you, you know having me, bro. Uh, once again, y'all, um, I'm not gonna say too much. Um, you can catch uh, Sports Biz. Um, sorry, that's late. <laughs> you can catch Sports Biz Music, the podcast, on Our Heart Radio, iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, everywhere, man. But uh, just be your boy, DJ Anonymous, with Marv Parks. And uh, we out. We out.